Hello and welcome to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Castor. Here as always, my co-host, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, I'm not going to ask how you're doing because it's whatever. Football's football. I don't know. How are you doing? I'm fine. Okay. I'm fine. Yeah. Cowboys, Cowboys play crappy. Uh, they lost a really, really bad game, but Arizona's our bogey team. Seven of the last eight that the Cardinals have beaten us. Happens. Yep. Everybody has one. It just happens. So, uh, yeah, it's whatever. Whatever, but we move was a very, very interesting uh, fantasy day. A lot of a lot of points today. And if you started the right guys, I mean, sheesh. There was a lot of points that were definitely dished out. A lot of big performances, uh, a lot of duds, which, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're definitely going to talk about because there are a lot of things that, that I think people are going to have a, a pretty good amount of questions on, you know, being the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. That was week number three. Yeah, absolutely. Um, banner week for Miami, but we'll talk about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yes, it was. But we do have to talk about Thursday, and that is the uh, New York Giants losing to the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, it's whatever. It's kind of a boring game. Yeah, the Giants did a, did a good did a half decent job of 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 keeping it. I guess competitive, but at the end of the day, you still had everybody pretty much contributing from the 49ers perspective. I mean, Debo had himself, had himself a heck of a game, you know, and by the way, did call that on the mailbag before it even happened that Debo would have a big week with no Brandon Ayuk. George Kittle had a nice little game, seven catches for, for 90 yards from him. Um, I think also Brock Purdy, maybe this is like the thing that we we could talk about. Cause honestly, you know, what's there to really talk about from the Giants' perspective? I mean, it's just kind right. of like, you know, it is it is what it is. If you have Waller, you're obviously going to be starting Waller every single week. But outside of that, there's really not a lot to talk about with the Giants. But and Darren Waller did not have a good game either. No, like no, because, because the 49ers understood that, okay, we'll take this guy away and have one of Matt Breida, Isaiah Hodgins, Sterling Shepard, Paris Campbell, Jalen Hyatt, um, I know there's one more guy that I'm fucking forgetting, but you get you get the point. Wandale played. Wandale, that was the one. That was the one. Yeah. Thank you. Have one of those guys beat us, and it didn't. It didn't happen. But we definitely have to talk about Brock Purdy. Yeah, three ten and two, nineteen point nine fantasy points in four point passing touchdown leagues. Quite to about twenty three and six in six point per passing touchdown leagues. I think this is a guy you got to start. You got to have to at least consider starting every single week. The thing with him that I just urge is the ceiling is not great. It's not. He's not going to be a guy that's really going to go absolutely wild. Watch him put up 30 points next week against the Cardinals. But in terms of overall consistency and in terms of a guy that 
you could be starting every single week and you know that he's not going to let you down. He's going to put up your just average 15 points every single week. And if he gets you more than that, then that's gravy. I mean, that's a guy that, I, that I'm really, really wanting to uh, to go to go and invest in, especially if you're having quarterback issues with the likes of, you know, Joe Burrow uh, being wonky. Anthony Richardson didn't play today. Uh, Aaron Rodgers being out for the season. You know, if you have Justin any fields, uh, Justin Fields. Yeah, we'll talk about him today. Uh, maybe maybe you're kind of sick of, you know, Dak just kind of being, you know, well, boring for all for all intents and purposes. If you're looking for that sort of guy, then Brock Purdy could definitely be that. I believe he's he's rostered in about yeah, he's rostered in 63% of leagues. This, this is on ESPN using their data. Uh so that could be a guy that you definitely you definitely go and pick up. Um, but then there's another guy as well that we'll be talking about on this episode that I think we should be paying very, 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 very close attention to, who has just looked so good and picked up a marquee win today. Who, depending on how Adam Picks it out. We might talk about him first. We might talk about him last, but we're going to talk about him. Oh, I don't want to. If it's who I think it is, it's not who I think it is. No, no. Okay. No, no, um, no. It's not who you think it is. Okay. Because it is someone. It, it is someone that was on an zero and two team. Ah. It was someone that was on an zero and two team, but it's not. Is that the Owen two team that you're thinking of? No, it's not. I it's it was between this guy and another guy who clear who is not an Owen two team. So it's definitely. I think I could probably tell who it is. I think but, a lot of people can can definitely tell. Well, if you think you know who it is, pick the game. Okay. Well, first I wanted to say, like with Brock Purdy, just to sure. kind of play the play the other side of that argument. Mm-hmm. The thing that. Honestly, the thing that goes against Brock Purdy is that the 49ers are so good that he doesn't have to do a lot um, all the time. Because, like, in the, in their past couple of games, they've just been, you know, blowouts, and they've just been handing the ball off to Christian McCaffrey a lot of the time. So, um, it's been, that's, I mean, I don't know. He still, he still dropped back, though, 37 yeah, no, times. It's true. And, so... You can't be asking for much more than that when you're looking at just from this week, you know, just looking at what other quarterbacks did. Lamar Jackson dropped back 31 times. Tua dropped back 26 times. Uh, Mahomes dropped back 33 times. Josh Allen dropped back 32 times. Deshaun Watson dropped back 33 times. By the way, big bounce back performance today from, from Deshaun Watson. And boy, did he need that. So in terms of attempts, Brock Purdy was up there for at least yeah. week three. Of you know getting the opportunity to to throw the rock around, so and and the thing with him with him too is the guy is just so good at keeping hold of the ball. He only has one turnover in three games. It was a fumble. He hasn't thrown a pick yet. Granted, the level of competition that he's gone up against hasn't exactly been great. He's gone up against Pittsburgh. He's gone up against the Rams. He's gone up against the Giants. He's put up pretty much identical numbers, pretty uh, almost across the board, averaging about two fifty and two in, in in each of those games. So, is he going to be a rock solid? You know what you're throwing out there, guy, every single week for the rest of the season. He definitely could be. 
I like that about him. And like, I'm just playing devil's advocate, I guess, a little bit about about that, because I do like he, Brock Purdy. He is your kind of guy to a T. I know. To a and he's T. A, and by the way, I'm, uh, I'm mourning the loss of your your alpha, Derek Carr. I fe- that was rough. But you know who's back? Standing on the corner, Jameis Winston, New Orleans, Louisiana. Such fun sight to see. It's another pick, my lord. Put it on the scoreboard. Oh, wait, it's a TD. Yeah, I feel bad for Derek Carr. It's an AC joint sprain, I think is what I'm, it was. I got to think of another verse for the Jameis song. Well, I'll let you stew on that. But we're going to go into now. We're actually going to go into talking about the Vikings and the Chargers. Not the quarterback what? I was thinking about. Neither of them? Nope. Really? Not the one I was thinking about. Huh. Nope. Not the one. Oh, I mean, we know. We know what Justin Herbert and Kirk Cousins are. They're really freaking good. Both of them. Yeah. Really freaking good. Um, oh. Adam, I... Adam, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the, the Chargers? Or do you want to start with the with the Vikings? Uh, Let's start with the Chargers. Okay, fantastic. Keep... Keenan Allen had 20 fucking targets and 18 catches. And he's going to be by himself. Well, that that's what I was getting into. That's what I was going to get into is the early word. And this is these are from my sources that I haven't had this confirmed 100% by anybody with the Chargers. So I want to put it out there. But this is just from people that are around the league. Early word is from those people that it's an ACL for Mike Williams. Like a tear? Yes. Oh, That's a season ender. Yeah. That's what I've heard. Uh, officially, the Chargers put out there, he's going to have an MRI tomorrow, and there'll be official word then. But the early word that I've at least heard is that it looks like it, that it is an ACL. That's what it looked like on the field. The part that's what, what he was it looked holding. like to me. Yeah. That's well, definitely what, know. what it looked like to me. You, for personal experience, you'd know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So now... Now, where, where where do we go from here, right? I think that's like the, the, the million-dollar question that everybody just kind of has is, you know, what's next? You know, where – what do the Chargers look like going forward? Who's the guy you want to have outside of Keenan Allen? The answer to me the, – the obvious answer, I think, what everyone's going to say is that it's going to be uh, Quentin Johnston, that Quentin Johnson immediately gets a boost. And he does. He absolutely does. I think Quentin Johnson – is now going to see a lot more time. But I think the guy here that's going to get a, a lot of time that I have been talking about for so long, because I think he could start on any team in this league, because I think he's that good, is Josh Palmer. I yep. think Josh Palmer immediately is elevated into that wide receiver two spot, Quentin Johnson into that wide receiver three spot, where Quentin Johnson's going to play. He's going to play. He's going to be one of those two outside receivers Probably with Josh Palmer, maybe he'll see some time in, in, in the slot. You know, they can mix and match wh- wh- wherever they want. But there's no doubt that Keenan Allen is going to be the alpha going forward. And then it's going to be a contest to see who the who the next guy is going to be after that. Whether it's going to be Palmer, whether it's going to be Johnson. Palmer did have seven targets today. Johnson only had three. But I want to see more of what that, that battle is going to look like going forward especially if now we're talking about a significant season-ending injury for uh, for Mike Williams. But, I mean, Keenan Allen, 
And by the way, he plays the Raiders next week at home. Oh. Yeah. I want to ask yeah. this. I want to ask this, Adam. Yes. This is more of an analytical discussion here. Well, I love these. If you have Keenan Allen, and I have Keenan Allen in many places. I also, I am a Keenan Allen manager as well. So okay. in the non-Keatine. Are you are you shopping Keenan Allen? No. See, I think I would. I mean, I I, I don't know. Because I would. I am suddenly very thin at receiver. If Mike Williams is gone with a season ending injury, I am well, suddenly. Well, that was your own stupid mistake for going and investing in both Chargers receivers. Well, whatever. I'm not going to. Okay. That was silly. That whatever. was silly. But it worked. Hey, it worked because both of them had great days tonight. And Keenan Allen, 215 yards receiving. They had great uh, Mike... days last week, too. I'm yeah, fine. And with last that. week. And last week. Yeah. So it's worked out. It, yeah, it, it has it, worked out. It, it's, it's not worked it's out. not silly. It's just whatever. I need to I, I don't know if I would shop Keenan Allen at this point. I, I actually I think I would. Because his his price is never going to be higher than it is right it's, now. It's true. I like, mean if someone if someone were to offer you Cooper Cup and I don't know. Raheem Mostert, Cooper Cup and Mostert for Keenan Allen. I kind of would have to think about that if I'm being really yeah, honest. I would, but I don't know. I want to distance myself from my own team and from a not from like in a vacuum. I guess I, I probably would think about it at least. I would negotiate, but really, it just depends on your team because I feel like for my team, I don't know if I want to trade from a position that I'm already thin at and get a bulk return potentially for Keenan Allen. Well, it's, it is the big decision of would you rather have quality over quantity or yeah. quantity over quality. And I think you could probably get both depending, depending on the kind of position that you're in and depending on who you're dealing with, you could probably get a sizable haul for Keenan Allen with the way, with the way that he's playing. He's got 39 targets through three games, 13 targets a game. Yeah. I, I mean, he has just been everything and more for these Los Angeles Chargers. And the thing that I just struggle with the most is we've seen Keenan Allen struggle with injuries before. And that's like the, the one thing that's in the back of my head. Please is, don't put that evil out there. Just don't do it. Oh, well, I have to. I have yeah, to. I know. This is this is this is the world that we live in. This is this is what I do. And this is having to remind people that, yes, Everything that Keenan Allen has done. I mean, listen, there's no bigger beneficiary, I think, of Keenan of Keenan Allen, you know, having this this sort of year that he's having than I. Just because I well, have both him of us. in over I have Keenan Allen in over 50% of my leagues. I, I love him. I, I love the man. But there is a part of me that is saying so <laughs> that is saying if I can go and get more pieces and round out some more teams with depth that can really help me, especially if I may be a one and two or a two and one team that really shouldn't be a two and one team. Then yeah, I, I think this is a perfect opportunity to, to go and do it because you can kind of command whatever you want because you, yeah. you are in, you're negotiating from a position of strength. If you're trying to trade Keenan Allen right now, it's true. Yep. Absolutely. 
Um, it's it's a shock that with how good the Chargers' offense is, they're only one and two. Well, this was a, this was a battle of dysfunctional teams, to be to be quite frank. Yeah, uh, with that, the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I have to talk about Alexander Madison. I yeah. mean, we know we know what Justin Jefferson is. We know what Kirk Cousins is. Kirk Cousins got better as as this game uh, as this game went along. Big scare though for anybody who has Justin Jefferson. I mean, I know yeah. my heart was 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 in my ass when I saw Justin Jefferson go down. I was thinking, you know, a thousand things, but twenty five touches for Alexander Madison, four touches for Ty Chandler, one touch for C.J. Ham. Cam Akers did not play, and Alexander Madison looked okay. I'm not going to sit, sit here and say he looked great because no, he didn't look great. Yeah, he probably I, should have scored on that on those uh, goal line carries. He, he could like have had two touchdowns in this game. Yeah, he could have had two touchdowns, and you know the Alexander Madison truthers would be just going buck wild. But full point PPR, seventeen and a half points, over a hundred yards from scrimmage. Actually, it's one hundred and twenty-five if we're if we're you know wanting to be exact. He looked good. He looked good, and the schedule now for the Vikings lightens up significantly goes to Carolina next week who just got carved apart by Kenneth Walker then to Kansas City which there'll be a ton of points there then Chicago who do I even need to say anything more than Chicago so the next couple of weeks the schedule is very favorable for positive scoring conditions from Alexander Madison and I know it's been a brutal first first couple of weeks, and we're still looking for that you know big time boom game from Alexander Madison. But this performance in Week Three was very very encouraging, and it shows to me that Alexander Madison still has a stronghold on this RB one spot. But the leash is thin. That I, that's what I will say. Well, yeah, they don't trade for a running back for nothing. Correct. Correct. They have a a sparkly insurance policy that is right behind him and nipping at his heels. The first mistake that Alexander Madison makes. So are you saying, I mean, listen, tell me if I'm wrong. Sure. Which you do a lot. I normally do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So are you saying that people, I mean, I don't know. This week is probably not the week to, to quote unquote buy low on Alexander Madison. It was probably last week, but do you still think that that's a good option? for people that are maybe looking for a, another kind of like spark for their team. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a good option. I think it definitely is a good option where, you know, if you have a Madison manager that's concerned about the lack of touchdowns and maybe that he hasn't looked particularly great and you want to potentially take advantage of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's definitely a possibility. I, I just wouldn't be wanting to bring in Madison for him to be your RB two. I think he's better off as like an RB three slash flex. Like if that right. if that's the kind of guy that you get you could have in there, then I would be much more comfortable with that. Good to know. Okay, I'm gonna guess again. Is it Texans Jaguars? It indeed is. And yes. CJ Stroud. What a game from him. He looked awesome. He looked awesome again. 280 and two. Very, very solid. Another, we had a great game last week too. Three eighty four and two. 
he's been very consistent, completing in and around 65% of his passes. And he's getting his younger guys involved. And this is very, it's, it's so positive that I can look at the Texans and I could say, all right, there's something there. Tank Dell, uh, he needs to be picked up across the board. Across the board, he needs to be owned in every single fantasy league. I wouldn't be starting him right away, but would I be stashing him and just continue to to wait and see? Absolutely, because the schedule for him coming up next two weeks, Pittsburgh and Atlanta, 12-14 team leagues. He's absolutely on the flex radar, potentially even in 10, depending on how thin uh, your receiving core is. Uh, Nico Collins, disappointing day after he had a, a, a huge game last week, two for 34 on three targets. Uh, not very encouraging, but not the panic. I'm not slamming the panic button as of yet on Nico Collins. Robert Woods, disappointing day, three for 34 there as well. And Adam's new favorite guy, Damian Pierce, fell fell into the end zone. And uh, as, restored, as you do. Restored some sort of hope for, for Damian Pierce managers, anybody, anybody that started him. I mean, I don't know who did. I know Adam did, and he reaped the rewards of that one. So good start, Adam. Somehow. Um, yeah. Well, and you know, and guess and guess who was the guy who set it up? Who was the one who set up the, the Damian Pierce touchdown? Tank Dell. Oh, oh. Tank well, Dell. yeah. Tank Dell had a great game. Tank Dell. Was, yeah, it was, I mean, uh, honestly, for... it was like a, I want to say it was a 50-something yard bomb that he, that, he, that he caught and then set it up for Damian Pierce uh, rushing touchdown. Does 68 sound familiar? Because that was his. No, it wasn't a touchdown. That... It wasn't a touchdown. Oh. He was, no, stopped, well, he was a... stopping like the one or the, he was stopping like the two or the three yard line and, and then Pierce ran it in. Uh, I could probably tell you. I don't need to tell you. It's okay. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But very encouraging signs from, from the Houston Texans that there's some growth there. And we have a fantasy piece that is that two fantasy pieces actually that are very, very intriguing. In CJ Stroud and in in Tank Dell. Yeah. Also, I mean, we saw one of the probably one of my favorite touchdowns th- this season, which was the the fullback scoring for the Houston Texans on the punt return. That was awesome. Or, ki- or kickoff return, I think it was. Yeah, that was awesome. That it was definitely was the best. I'm always a big fan of that. You're, uh, yeah, you're a big fan of fullbacks. Well, I'm a big fan of unconventional touchdowns. That is true. That is true. You definitely are. Yeah. Um, although with Damian Pierce, though, it's like the touchdown super saved his day. Yes. Like, yes, it did. If he did the score touchdown, this would be a very different conversation. Oh, yes, it would. And I don't know. It's still a, like a pretty even split between him and, Zing- and uh, Singletary. And Singletary did more with less as far as carries and yardage. Uh yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not totally out of the woods for for Pierce. A touchdown masked, like Adam said, but would have been a very, very disappointing day. But hindsight being 2020, it was Pierce that got the touchdown. It was Pierce that got the goal line touch. And that is encouraging. Yeah. That is definitely absolutely. encouraging. Now, am I gonna sit here and say that better days are coming for Davion Pierce? I can't say that. I, I definitely cannot say that. But is it at least encouraging to see that there is some sign of life 
with Davion Pierce and with this Texans offense? Absolutely. And I think the Texans, they have themselves something with this combo of CJ Stroud and, and, and Tank Dell, which is which is great to say for, for fantasy managers. Yeah, it feels like weird stuff always happens to Trevor Lawrence every time the Texans come into town. Because I'm sure you remember last year where Trevor Lawrence looked like Zach Wol- it looked like Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence switched bodies in that game. Yeah. Because Trevor Lawrence threw that dumb interception in the end zone that he had no business throwing. And I guess every team has has their, what did you say, their boogie team, their gotcha team or whatever? Their bogey team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their bogey team. It's it's Houston for Jacksonville. Uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely, it definitely could be. But there, there are definitely more serious concerns for Jacksonville because they just didn't look good. They didn't look good today. They didn't look good last week. And we were all saying after, after you know, the, the, the egg that they laid against the Chiefs that, oh, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll rebound. You know, they'll, they'll come back. They'll be fine. Trevor Lawrence doesn't have a 300-yard passing game yet. That is a monster, monster concern. Trevor Lawrence has had a turnover, at least one turnover, in each of the first three games. Pick, fumble, pick. And Calvin Ridley, where has he gone? He came back. He had a huge first game. He was the talk of the town. I said I was wrong. Where's Calvin Ridley gone? Well, he was hurt for part of this game, I think, wasn't he? Yeah, he was He was definitely a little banged up. But for what it's worth also, uh, Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley had the same amount of uh, receiving yards. They're both at 173. One you were taking in round four, the other you were taking in round eight. I guess you might be rescinding the fact that you were right at this point. I'm rescinding. I'm rescinding the fact that Calvin Ridley, you know, it wasn't going to be, you know, good. I rescind that. That part I take back. I don't take back the part about Calvin Ridley being infinitely better than Christian Kirk. That part, I that part stands. Yeah, it just didn't look good. I mean, you're right, though. Two games could be a trend, and you really have to look at this and see if something's starting. I mean, you go up against Kansas City, who had a good defense, and then, you know, this team that over the past couple of years has had Trevor Lawrence's number, you just have to look at it. And, you know, as far as draft capital, though, you're like – you're really benching Calvert Ridley at this point, you know, next Mm-mm. week. No, not against Atlanta. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. So no, 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 no. I, 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 I will throw, I will throw every dollar that I have that Calvin Ridley is scoring versus the Falcons. God, that's right. Oh yeah. Ironically, betting every on dollar Ridley, I have. Ironically, betting on Calvin Ridley to score against the Falcons. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. I don't think it's allowed. I don't think you could say anything. Uh oh, yeah, no, you're right. But still, though, you're like at this point in the season, you're gonna feel stupid if you bench even if it you know, revenge game narrative aside, even Christian Kirk. Like you're not gonna bench him against Atlanta. Oh no, Christian Kirk is Christian Kirk is start. 
Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. It's like Yo, Christian you're, Kirk, you start. You're concerned, but you're still starting these guys. Christian Kirk had a, had, had second good game in a row. Yeah, and he scored. Yeah, and he scored. Hell, hell yeah! It, it again. It just comes. It just comes down to that these guys. It's very similar to what is in Seattle. What's been in Seattle with DK and Tyler Lockett. One is going to have a good day. The other one is not. And you just need to be on it when your guy in this duo has a good week. Second week in a row, it was Christian Kirk. And this, yeah, is, what I, this is what I try to tell people. But, of course, nobody listened. You can't predict the future. No, but you sure as hell could take educated guesses. Yes. Well, that's what fantasy football is at the core of it, is educated guesses. The Jaguars paid Christian Kirk $18 million. He was not going to go away just because they have Calvin Ridley there. I said this. You did say it. I can vouch. And so did you. And so did Jake. Yeah. Well, it took me a year, but yeah, I did. Well, you know, you said it coming. I, I was talking about the whole Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley thing. Oh, oh. You yeah. said that. You you, you, you I, were on board. I was on board. on board. The initial Christian Kirk argument, you were not on board. No, I was not. That, fair. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, Adam, you want, you want, you want to rip the bandaid off? All right, I'm going to make this real quick. Sure. Because I'll leave the ranting to Jake on his podcast. Sure. So until the, Jets the game, can... too, by the way. Oh, that sucks. In yep. the pouring rain? Yep. Oh. That's, I feel bad. I hope he was drunk. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I can say that because I don't really, I mean, sure. I, I would also hope that I was drunk <laughs> watching <laughs> that game. Way, it's the only sort of enjoyment I would have gotten out of that. Yeah, I'll cold, make this. Cold, wet, miserable football. <laughs> I'll make this real quick. Sure. Um, until the Jets get a real quarterback who is competent, I'm not comfortable starting anybody at this point. Fair. I mean, I don't know. I spent a high pick on Garrett Wilson. I might, I'll probably, I might still start him because he's still good, but not, I'm not expecting big, big time performances. The targets were there. The targets were there for Garrett. The targets definitely, definitely were there. Um, and for the second week in a row, Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall had the same amount of rushing yards, 18. Yeah. I mean, I didn't watch a lot of the game because I'm in Utah and we didn't get the game. I uh, So I only, I'm lucky in that regard. So Adam. But, yeah. The last thing, the last thing I, want, I, want, I want to mention before we, go, before we go to the Patriots, I'll make that very quick because there really wasn't a lot for this game that I really just want to, you know, just sort of sort of talk about. I mean, it was a wet, rainy game. It was what it was. Um, Mac Jones was fine. Zeke getting 16 carries, 17 touches. Stevenson getting 20 touches is very fucking alarming. But again, rainy game in MetLife is it is what it is. Um, we had an immaculate stat line. Oh, really? Oh, well. Does it count if it's rushing? It counts. I'm uh, counting it. I'll count it. I love Nick Bowden. He's great. Nick Bowden. Talk, talk about one fullbacks. carry for one yard and one touchdown. No passes, 
No targets. Love it. Now, if he really wanted to have a true immaculate stat line, one carry, one yard, one target, one catch, one yard, one touchdown, one target. That that would just be the day that happens. That's going, that's going in the fucking Hall of Fame. Wait, so he'd have one rush, one rush for one yard and one touchdown. Yep. And then one catch for one for yard and one touchdown on one target. Okay. Yes, so that's the double immaculate stat line. That's that. That's like the, That's the. I don't even know if the. I don't even know no. what I would call it. Well, actually, a double immaculate stat line would be two catches. Yes, for two yards and two touchdowns. A two triple targets. immaculate stat line would be three, three, three. Yes. Right. So maybe it would be a super immaculate stat line or an Could ultra be. immaculate stat line. Could be or an immaculate yeah. immaculate stat line. We need to workshop it a little bit. Yeah, we do. We 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 definitely do. This game rip ever rip everything up that it, that you saw. Um, but at least there was one the fact, good drive. outside of the fact that what Adam said is correct, that the Jets absolutely need a quarterback. And Adam, are you calling the Minnesota Vikings uh, tomorrow? Yeah, I, I think I hope that Joe Douglas is on the phone during the game and talking to the Minnesota Vikings. If Joe and- Douglas, if Joe Douglas sticks with what he has, he should be relieved of his duties. Point blank. Yeah. Point blank. He's just so stubborn with his. Yes. He's stubborn when he wants to be, and he's and he's very, very smart when he wants to be. It's I mean, how many times the O-line has been I don't even know. Just the O-line is a mess. QB play is a mess. The running backs don't look very good. You're leaving your best receiver out on an island because he has no support around him. It's just a disaster. Well, you know why the running backs don't look good is because teams are daring Zach Wilson to beat them through the air, and he can't. Right. Right. Except for one drive where he he miraculously did something. And I tell you what, we are, we were almost celebrating Randall Cobb in this podcast today. Oh, God. We, we were so close. That would have been crazy. I was like, I mean, if anybody has the arm for a Hail Mary, it's Zach Wilson. He is a cannon. He does. He definitely does, but yeah, take everything that you saw that you saw with this game, throw it out the window. It was a stinky, stinky game all around. Weather definitely didn't help, um, but definitely keep an eye out on this Patriots running back situation because I did put on the, I did put in a fantasy pros column this week. Ramondre Stevenson would be a guy that I would consider sitting, and yeah, it panned out. It definitely panned out. How many points did he did he end up having? Seven point two. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Great for the brand. Great great for the brand. Fuck yeah. Uh, Okay. Let's go to another game. One of anybody chirping me for that on Twitter. Only when I get them wrong. (laughs) When I get get them right, nothing. First day on the internet? (laughs) Yeah. Um. Yeah, I know. I, I get it. Not to the same level because I'm not as famous as you are, who is verified. Uh, gee, thanks. Well, very not really verified. You just have Twitter blue. I didn't pay for it. No. Well, you're. Yeah, I didn't pay a dime. Yeah. Anyway, let's go to this next game. Another team that maybe Joe Douglas should call is the Tennessee Titans. And. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, he just, I mean, two out of three weeks, 
he has not been good. No. No. Honestly, go ahead, go ahead. Honestly, the Titans as a whole have just been super out of sorts this season. It is a huge problem when your best player is getting 11 carries and only picking up 20 yards. This offensive line is a disaster. Ryan Tannehill has no time to do anything because he was just basically flat on his ass for the majority of the game because they just couldn't handle Miles Garrett and the rest of the, the Browns defensive line. Uh, you had Tajay Spears, who got a little bit of work. DeAndre Hopkins was DeAndre Hopkins. You know, he commanded seven targets. Traylon Burks commanded six, three for 48 for, for Hopkins. But I'm convinced that DeAndre Hopkins is hurt. And that is a massive, massive problem when – you have a receiver who thinks he can go out there and play, rightfully so. You know, go out there, do what you do what you could do for the team. But he's been banged up. He's been banged up since week one. And there are no signs that DeAndre Hopkins is gonna miss games or anything of the sort. It was a down week for the Titan for the Titans all around. It was a shitty, shitty, shitty game. We just gotta hope and play and pray that they could turn things around. Uh quick because the, the 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 panic button for anybody who is involved with the Tennessee Titans especially after watching Derrick Henry put up a two is uh yeah definitely concerning yeah I agree um I mean DeAndre Hopkins at least said that nice catch but that was it yeah that was it that was the only sign of life for for the for the Titans today yeah um okay Cleveland mm-hmm game for Deshaun Watson except he had that weird boneheaded play where he threw the ball backwards which was hilarious leave it leave it to Deshaun Watson to come back to life against an AFC South team ah it's like I've seen the wait I've seen this movie before uh before yep yep I've seen <laughs> I, I've seen this movie before too <laughs> I mean he looked good he looked good uh you know Jake and I were talking with us on on, on the mailbag that it, it needed to happen where if Deshaun Watson put up another dud, then we would have had a major, major problem. And it would be time to assess, you know, where we're at with with Deshaun. But he had a good game. He had a good game. No turnovers. Uh, clean passing day, 289 and two. Got his best target the ball. Amari Cooper, seven for a buck sixteen, touchdown, eight targets. Uh, ironically enough, was, was was second on the team in targets with Elijah Moore catching all nine of all nine of his balls. And Amari Cooper should have had two touchdowns if it weren't for the rep the, the line judge on the far side blowing his whistle when Amari Cooper was nowhere near out of bounds. Amari Cooper could have had a 30 point day if that line judge didn't didn't blow his whistle. And that is that is a damn shame for anybody that, that has Amari Cooper. He could have had an even bigger day. But, but all signs good. Jerome Ford even two total touchdowns. Granted, he did not look very good on the ground, and I set this coming in. That Jerome Ford was going to have a tough day on the ground against a very, very good uh, Tennessee Light, uh, Tennessee Tennessee Lightens, Tennessee Lightens, Tennessee Titans what? defensive line. Yeah, I was, I was trying to say Titans line. You know, just put put together t- Tennessee Lightens. No, I, I do that. It happens. It happens. Forty yeah. and slip. Uh, one point eight, one point eight yards for carry, but he did score, and he also caught one. So if you started Jerome Ford. Nice. Yeah. Well, nice as we, as we've said a million times this season, even though it's only week three, uh, you can you can't run on the Titans, but you can throw on them. Yes. Yes. 
That's exactly right. But overall, good day for the Browns. Good day for the Browns yeah. for the Browns. They get the win and the concerns of Browns fans with where the team is going are are, you know, quelled for another week. Yeah, and also Nick Chubb is his career isn't over. At least it looks that way. He's up we're optimistic. He, yep, very optimistic. It was weird. I don't know. Because they said he tore his MCL mm-hmm. and that's it. Or like he had ACL damage also. Uh, yes. Yeah, that's what I heard. That was not reported unless unless it was. And I just didn't see it. But by the sound of it that you knew that, uh, then, yeah, it must have been. I just did not see that. Yeah, I was told that there was ACL damage as well. I think Wait, Dr. Uh, Dr. David Chow said something about it. Oh, did he? He might have. I don't, oh, I don't know where possible. I read that. It's possible. Pro football doc. Great guy. Yeah. But, I mean, poof. Browns needed a bounce back win, and they got it in a, in a yeah. big, 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 big way. So, nice yep. day. Nice day for the Browns. Nice day for the Browns. All right. Uh, Falcons-Lions. Something that is concerning about the Falcons is, and tell me if you've heard this one before, they don't know how to utilize their fantasy relevant players. Uh, this sucked. Yeah. Well, the sucked. Falcons had to come down to earth eventually, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and they did. They did in a big way. And it wasn't even it wasn't even that Desmond Ritter was like all that bad. It was just that they just couldn't move the ball. They didn't take any downfield shots. They kind of kept it very conservative until they had they had to take some shots when they were down by so much. And I think this is a little bit where Arthur Smith got taken to school a little bit by by Dan Campbell. But the positive signs are that Kyle Pitts led the team in targets. He had nine. Drake London had six targets. Detroit, the Detroit defense, man, that is a stingy, stingy defense. They play hard. They play really hard, hard ball, especially at home. At home, there's just something about you know the Lions and Ford Field that under Dan Campbell, when they're there, that that is just a it's a different team. And I don't know what it is that you know. Yes, they lose games there. I'm not saying that they don't. But yeah, they like just, last week, right? They like lost la- at home, like last week. They lost. They lost at home rather spectacularly. But they play hard. They play very, very, very hard. Uh, when they are when they are in Detroit, and this is a great example of a nice bounce back win uh, for Detroit, and kind of like a dud game for Atlanta. But I mean, Bijan's been great for the first for the first two weeks, then had a dud game today. Start against Jacksonville next week, please. Because if there's anything that we've seen from the Jacksonville Jaguars, Damian Pierce got to score against them today. So if you if you need anything more than that, then I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, um, I I totally agree. And I mean, are you really going to bench B. John Robinson? Let's be let's be honest with ourselves here. Fuck no. Don't even think about it. Nope. Nope. Just nope. 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 Don't even let the thought cross your mind. Just yeah, say no. no. Just say nope. no. Nope. 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 On the other side, um, oh, one of your favorite nicknamed. Uh, players got called up by the uh, Detroit Lions. Bam. 
Oh, I, I, I thought we were talking about Bam. Oh, I thought we were talking about Jameer Gibbs. I know. No, or, not, Jameer, not Jameer Gibbs. Or the Sun God. Not the Sun God. Sam, Sam Laputa. <laughs> 11 targets. Scored. 8 for 84. I believe he was the tight end one of the week, if I'm, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Tight end one for the week going to the Sunday night. Sam Laputa. Awesome. Who, who would have thought? Sam Laporta finishing above Travis Kelsey and George Kittle and Love TJ it. Hawkinson and basically everybody. Uh, he's he's a must start tight end going forward. Must start must start tight end. He's getting more and more targets. He's assuming more responsibility. He's being targeted more and more. And he gets a great matchup next week versus the Packers. Great matchup versus Carolina next two weeks. Awesome. Must, must start Sam Laporta going forward. All right. I like it. Anything else for this game? Uh, can I make a recommend- uh, a suggestion for the next for the next game, please? Yes. Uh, did we talk about the, the the Chargers and the Vikings yet? We did. Okay, so then, so then I, I'll just I'll just say this. Uh, Cousins just said he blames the crowd for him throwing the late pick. He what? He blames the crowd. They were too loud. He couldn't hear the play call. Uh you know what? Stay in Minnesota, Kirk. Are we fucking for real? He blames the crowd. He blames the crowd. I can I can give you the exact quote. Oh, why? I can give you the exact quote. Well, he I know said, why. Okay, here, let me just, yeah, read the quote. He said, if I can find it, if I could find it without having to, to dig and waste a significant amount of time. He said, just couldn't hear Kevin with the noise. Just ended up calling a play, and the play I called was the same play he was trying to get to. So, fight my beep. Are we fucking kidding me? Like my god. Anyway, anyway, you're blaming uh, your home crowd. Hmm? Your home crowd. For throwing it. Oh, fuck. Fuck off. 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 Um, yeah, I do want to talk about Jameer Gibbs, though. Oh, okay. 17, yes. oh. 17 carries, 18 touches. Craig Reynolds, only four. Nice. Very nice. Love that. Keep that up. Only thing he didn't do was score. That was the only thing. Outside of that, Jameer Gibbs... Did what he had. Did what he had to do. Underwhelming line, sure, but the volume was there. Just keep letting it go with Jameer Gibbs. My only worry is that when, when David Montgomery is back, we're just going to go back to the same old shit, and that's really going to piss me off. But for now, keep rolling out. Keep rolling out, Jameer Gibbs. Still a very good buy low right now for anybody who is uh, uh, panicking about the Jameer Gibbs situation. Yep. Uh, sorry, I was just looking at more stuff about Kirk Cousins. Very just funny. So funny and dumb. It's very funny. It's very, very, very funny. All right. We're going to move 
and go and talk about the Green Bay Packers winning their home opener against New Orleans in miraculous fashion. What a comeback. I know. What a comeback. Hey, my God. All right, you want to talk, you want to talk about New Orleans first? Yeah, oh, Derek Carr. At least it's not season end, season ending for him. But that was it, a, that was a rough hit. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't feel that way. It doesn't feel that way. Uh, the last I heard was it feels like it could be an AC joint injury, which usually is from what I recall could be anywhere from two to six weeks. So the timeline is that's a wide range. <laughs> yeah, it's a huge timeline. But Seamus Winston is back in the house. You know what we're gonna hear every week until Derek Carr is back. I'm gonna be working on that second first Adam. I'm gonna be working on it. I can't wait. But the implications of that are I am livid because I have Kamara somewhere and we all <laughs> saw what Kamara was like with Jameis. I wanted Kamara because I wanted to see what he could do with Derek Carr. And now Derek Carr may not be there, which is honestly, it's the, it's the most Greek tragedy of all time. So now Alvin Kamara comes back next week. And he's coming back basically the same offense that he was in last year when he was very, very, very stinky. Yes. Plus, Michael Thomas is going to be there at least. Right. Right. The good news was that Olave still had a 100-yard day. Just quietly, very casually gets it done. But Jameis, I think, is going to be utilizing Michael Thomas a little bit more. And that is definitely... Very, 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 very concerning for Olave, for Shahid. I was confident in Derek Carr being able to hold up two, even three valuable fantasy assets when it comes to the downfield passing game. I'm not that confident that Jameis can do that. Yeah, me neither. I mean, a lot of things are kind of in flux with. New Orleans because I mean Jamal Williams was on is on IR now mm-hmm. and so really it's going to be Kendrick Miller would be the backup to Kamara when he comes back or I wouldn't be so think, sure about that you think it's Tony Jones uh, Tony Jones out touched Kendrick Miller today 12 10 oh out touched yes out touched they basically were the same on the ground too Kendrick Miller 9 for 34 Tony Jones 8 for 31 you know they were they were kind of the same guy, uh, but obviously I do want to see Kamara back with this team and see what this looks like. Tough matchup though for him next week against the Bucks. I think that is a definite sit for anybody that has Kamara. You want to see it first. I think it's, that's a great opportunity to see it. All right, uh, good for Jimmy Graham, I guess. Catching, he's his, not uh... the bouncer. He is not the bouncer, Jimmy Graham. Not welcome in the club. Bouncer, throw his ass out. <laughs> we need more bouncer. We need more Jawan Johnson. Okay. He is the bouncer. Great guy. He he's the bouncer. I've heard sources 
Sources have told me that he is the bouncer. Oh, sources have confirmed to you that he is the bouncer? Yes. He's an incredible guy. We love we love Jawan Johnson, even though he put up a very, very stinky day. And I'm gonna be cutting him in the guillotine. Yeah, well, you know. You know what someone said someone said to me today? What? It's like it's what you were you talking about your guillotine team? Just call it your guillotine. Ooh, I like it. I like it too. All right. Sold. Your guillotine. My guillotine. I like it. Yeah, it's much better than saying that you're your guillotine team. Your yeah, guillotine. It's too many syllables. Exactly. Guillotine. Guillotine. I like it. We're all for expediency here on the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Expediency and transparency. Correct. Which is why we go on tangents all the time. Absolutely. All right. Green Bay. Um, great quarterback or great comeback for Jordan Love. Yep. And really kind of saved his day a little bit with that. Another low game where he didn't complete as many passes as I, as I really wanted him to see. And that's been the alarming trend for the first uh, first few weeks. Each of his first three starts have been under 60% uh, completion percentage, but still got it done. Romeo Dobbs, 12 targets, led the way by a comfortable amount. Luke Musgrave was next closest at eight. If, if Christian Watson still doesn't want to play football, which is kind of looking like that's exactly what this is, uh, Romeo Dobbs is probably a must-start a must start guy in 12-14 team leagues as, as like a flex option or as a wide receiver two or three. Yeah, I was kind of surprised to see that Christian, Wa- Christian Watson was out because he did practice for like a couple a couple of days this week. Yeah, he, he he has gone up and up. They're They're ramping him up. But they're being very, very cautious with him. And I don't know what he's going to come back into, to be quite honest. I just want to see how this offense looks with him in it. I agree. I I, I completely agree. But I don't know how this is going to look. Because right now it's humming. Yeah. I mean. They're 3-0. and Yeah. They're 3-0. and uh, Yeah. Typical Packers getting rid of their franchise quarterback at exactly the right time. They are three and zero. Aaron Jones has missed two games. Christian Watson has missed all three, and they are three and zero. Just and they were missing so many starters today. They are missing. They're actually two. They're actually two and one. By the way. Oh, they're oh, that's right. They are two and one. They are two and one. That's right. Forgive me. Forgive me. I know they yes. lost. They lost to Atlanta. Good point. Um, but even then, they were down three starters today. Down Aaron Jones. Down four. Aaron Jones, Christian Watson, David Bakhtiari, and Jair Alexander. Yeah, and they didn't score until the fourth quarter. Nope. And they still won the game. And they still won. Unbelievable! Unbelievable what the what the Packers did. Uh, the big the big selling point though is Romeo Dobbs, and if, if there's continues to be no Christian Watson for the foreseeable future, uh, Romeo Dobbs again 12, 14 team leagues and in select ten team situations is a must start guy going forward. Yes. Okay. Uh, let's see here. We have. Ooh, this game's going to be fun. So the the Dolphins played a game of Madden today. <laughs> And they hung seventy points on the on the poor Denver Broncos. Hell, chosen Anderson got a touchdown. 
did not think that I would ever call him anything other than Robbie Anderson on a podcast, but here I am in the year of our Lord 2023 talking about chosen Anderson. Well, you know, it's the typical uh, long touchdown bomb that Robbie Anderson does. And it was for Mike White, the Jets connection, the former Jets connection. As the Jets are struggling in the rain against the Patriots, there's Mike White, the Jets connection, even though they're never teammates. Mike White to Robbie Anderson. Chosen Anderson. I apologize. Chosen Anderson. Yeah. It's just rubbing salt in the wound, but. Stop it. We got to talk about We got to talk about the, the, the core four here. Tua. As long as this man is on the field, what he's got going with Tyreek Hill is special. I mean, my God. Unbelievable day. You would think, okay. 30 points, 28 points, those would be the two big days. Nope. <clears throat> the Dolphins running backs put up a combined 96. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I, I, I did the math wrong. I, I, I sincerely, sincerely apologize. The Dolphins running backs put up 102 points and full point PPR. 102. Dolphins rushers. Put up 350 yards and five touchdowns by themselves. Between Chris Brooks, Raheem Mostert, and Devon A. Chain. 102 full point PPR points. There's a reason why I opened this with the Dolphins played a game of Madden today against the Denver Broncos because holy shit. And they did this without Jalen Waddle. Jalen oh. Waddle was it was it was it here? He was ruled out with a concussion. Yep. Wasn't here. Wasn't here. Wasn't here. They, they still put up 70 points. Get the fuck out of here. I tell you what. And by the way, by the way. Guess who started Devon H chain today? Yes, Hi. I know. I know. It was Hi. you. Hello. Hello. He was a great addition to your guillotine. Um, honey, I drafted him. No, I know. He's a great whatever. Just let me work in the joke, please. <laughs> oh, that was a joke. No, work in work in the guillotine into the conversation. <clears throat> All right, I'll take crickets. It. Crickets, crickets in the crowd. All right, whatever. Fine. Am, but this is the problem, though. Devon A. Chain put up 200 yards rushing. People are going to go crazy and put a stupid amount of fab on him. Is it is it possible that Devon A. Chain gets five touches next week? And that's it. Oh, yeah, because Raheem Mostert's still here. Yep. Yep. I don't... I, I, and I have to ask... My my dolphins people this because I, I'm I don't know what brought this on. Like I know Salvin Ahmed was 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 ruled out. Jeff Wilson's on IR, and it's been it's been Raheem Mostert and such season Raheem Mostert's been great. But what what brought this up where Devon A Chain was healthy scratch in week one. Two touches last week, 
and then 22 touches today for 233 scrimmage yards. What what was the thing that made them say, all right, we're going to give this guy a significant run today? I mean, maybe it was just like rhythm. Like if he was just doing well. Could have been. Like it, it seemed like nobody could tackle him. On a lot of his such, he looked runs. really, really, really good, and 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 so and so did Raheem Mostert. So so did Raheem Mostert. He he looked he looked awesome too. But Broncos looked invisible. It looked like they that, just. That is the part about all of this: is the Broncos just flat out quit. Yeah, they flat out quit, and oh, Sean granted, Payton's gonna give. They're gonna have to run so many laps in practice um, on Mon or Wednesday. It was this, that this, the Broncos stink. The Broncos stink. And there are major questions that we have to have about Javante and Pirine and Jerry Judy, even, even though he had an okay day. There is not a single Bronco that I want to have in fantasy football right now. Not a, not a single one. Yeah, it's all pretty mid. And this is very mid, very, very, very mid this is normally a situation where I would be like, all right, maybe you can go and buy low on Javante. That's like a classic thing that I would say. No, no, I, I wouldn't want to. This Why is Why would you add more stress to your life? Mess. This is a mess. Yeah. Just no, 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 no. No. Sorry. That's not happening. It's, it, it's just not happening for me. With the Broncos, I'm out on them all together. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. Like, Roland Sutton looked, had some good catches when they counted. Um, I think one, I, whatever. Led but, the team in targets comfortably. Next closest was Judy with seven. He had 11. Yeah, I mean, Russell Wilson on paper had an okay day. Uh, But... Yeah, you're right, though. The Broncos just sucked. They quit. They quit. Plain and simple. And Sean Payton is going to need a lot more time than just one year to do this. And this is going to require a full gut job, I think. And the question is, is Sean Payton going to be around where he's going to see the end of this? Because this is a dark, dark tunnel that the Denver Broncos are in. They are a bad football team. Yeah, but I mean, Sean Payton just got here. Is the thing, right? He's not going to get fired. He's not going to get fired after year one. No, 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 no. They they owe him. The, the, I don't think they can afford to get out of it. Well, do you think he's going to like retire and be like, I'm, no. I'm, I'm I'm too old for this shit? No, he would never sacrifice that money. So then, what do you mean that like you think this I'm is going to be like a multi year? I'm like saying this, this could be rebuild? a multi year project that we're talking about here, where. They look to get out of Russell Wilson's deal where they look to build with a young quarterback. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, but they have like barely any first round picks after right. trading them for Russell Wilson. Right. So there's a problem here. Yeah. And is Sean Payton going to... Does Sean Payton have a three or four year rebuild in him? Because he had no time for that shit with the Saints. No, he didn't. That's hence why he walked away. Yeah. Does he have time I, for that with the Broncos? I, I bet he know. wished I bet he wished he was on the other sideline. Oh hell yeah. 
because the Dolphins were courting him pretty hard. Yep. Yes, they were. Yeah, just a terrible, terrible day for, for the Broncos all around. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see here. As I'm just... All right. Um. Oh, another blowout. The Bills and the Washington Commanders. If you Fuck. had the Bills defense, if you had the Bills defense, then Mazel Tov. Yeah, yeah. They look, they look good. I went, I good. went up against them in one league, and I hate it. Yeah. Uh, Josh Allen with a very Josh Allen like day. Stefan Diggs with a very Stefan Diggs like day. Twelve targets. Next closest was four with Gabe Davis. Status quo really for, for the Bills. James Cook didn't get a touchdown again. They gave it to Lat Murray. That's very annoying. Yeah. It's extremely, extremely annoying. Uh, but James Cook still was okay. James Cook is giving you flex-level production, but you're just looking for that touchdown to get him into that RB2 discussion. It's just not happening, which it's is, weird. Again, again, very, very annoying. Uh, Gabe Davis, one catch for 35 yards, and that catch was a touchdown. So you started Gabe Davis in uh, any deeper formats. Congratulations. You got bailed out on that one. Uh, but outside of that, yeah, it was very status quo from from Buffalo. Still have no resolution to this tight end dilemma that we have with Dalton Kincaid and Dawson Knox. Both had two targets. Kincaid caught both of his. Dawson Knox only caught one. Yeah, I mean, the problem really for the Bills with the running game is that Latavius Murray, his touchdowns have been, you know, in the in the first and goal situations. I was gonna start him in the guillot- in the guillotine. I almost. Yeah, I mean, almost. It could have worked out. Well, I could put put it this way: I would have been, uh, I would have been seething inside if I had started Lat Murray over Devon A. Chain. Oh my god! And I already, I already had to look at a forty bomb from Raheem Mostert on a bench today. Oof, that's rough. Well, with a Derrick Henry two in my lineup, yeah, yeah, no, that's not great. No, no, definitely not, definitely not. But yeah, everything, everything, you know, status quo maintained with Buffalo, and then for Washington, oh my God, I mean Sam Howell, Jesus Christ, yeah, Sam Howell came back to earth. How the fuck did Zach Wilson beat this defense? I don't get it. Uh, no idea. Le- legitimately, no idea. Uh yeah, this was this was bad. This was bad. He. Sam Howell had negative 0.2 points. Yeah, he was, it was not, well, also he had to throw the ball. Wait, no, he, he dropped didn't. back. He dropped back 29 times. Well, technically he dropped back 38 times, but he got sacked nine times. Fair, fair, <laughs> fair. He had 29 attempts. There you go. Yeah. It's a nitpick. When, when are they, I, I, and this is an overreaction, I know, because they're, they're two and one, but, does the thought of Jacoby Brissett starting perhaps enter the fray? Maybe a little Sam bit. Sam Howell's but... also a captain of this team. Yeah, but why would they? Why would they bench? They're they're still. They didn't think they were going to be two and one. No, no, I'm not saying they're going to bench. They're going to bench Sam Howell next week. I'm not saying that. But after a performance like today, where you saw what rock bottom really looked like for Sam Howell, when you have a proven veteran guy right behind him with Jacoby Brissett. It has to enter the thought process, at least. 
Well, yeah, but you have to let them learn. Of course. Of course. You can't just... Then you have the Ryan Fitzpatrick to a situation from 2020, and nobody Wait. wants that. If, if, if the Commanders lose three in a row and they go to two and four, does Jacoby Brissett come in? At that, at that point, probably. Okay. But still, it also depends on how Sam Howell looks. Fair. And I, I don't think it gets much worse than, than it did today. I mean, oof, this is bad. This is bad, 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 bad. Brian Robinson came back down to earth in a big way. Antonio Gibson still did nothing. Terry McLaurin caught all six of his targets, so that was good. And Jahan Dotson was was, was stinky. And this was the big this was the big thing that we talked about with Washington coming into the season, is that the quarterback play was iffy, and there are going to be weeks where the quarterback play looks great, and the Washington guys are fantastic options. And then there are going to be weeks where the Washington guys flat out stink. Yeah, I'm kind of happy that I didn't uh, draft any of them. Uh, me too. Me too. I don't have any shares of, of, of Washington. No, that's a lie. I have one share of Dotson, but he's like my wide receiver five. Yeah, I just don't. I don't know with Washington because I think that Jacoby Brissett for fantasy would be great. But mm-hmm. I just don't know if. Like they still want to develop Sam Howell into a guy into their quarter. He, they do. They think of him as their quarterback of the future. Maybe a little. Based on what Ron Vera has said in the past. Yeah, they do. So you got to give him time to grow. This is not like a pressure year for the commanders. They just happen to start two and one. They, it is a pressure year for them. It is with new ownership who want to see immediate results from a coach that they did not hire. If it all falls apart and the floor falls beneath the feet of the Washington commanders, uh, Ron Rivera is not coming back because the new ownership is going to want their own guy. Yeah. And same could be said for the rest of the front office, to be fair. That's also true. That Washington could just clear house and, bring in guys that they want there. Yeah. I mean, that would be a whole different thing. A second rebuild guys and not Dan Schneider guys. That's true. Well, hopefully, I mean, just nobody wants Dan Schneider's guys anywhere near the commander's organization. No, no, definitely not. But it, it just remains to be seen. You can't make any definitive statements at this point in the in the season with the commanders no not yet it's still it's still early but definitely has to be on the on the, on the thought process at least oh yeah absolutely because there is a, a proven guy waiting in the wings yeah and if not then joe douglas will come calling sure another guy anyway that's besides the point we still have there were nine one o'clock games we're still in the one o'clock window <laughs> All right. Well, let's pick up the pace. Yeah, this is the last game though. Okay. Uh for that. And it's the uh upset win of the Colts and the Ravens. Anthony who? What Gardner Minshew is the quarterback of the future. What did I tell you last week, Adam? That the Colts believe in Zach Moss? No, that the Ravens might be two and oh. But they yes. stink. Oh, <laughs> but they stink. That was a weird pause that you had there. But well, they the, stink. 
the Ravens were down basically half their defensive starters in this game. Yeah. They're just so injured. So banged up. And it showed. It showed. And fair and fair play to it to Indy. You know, they they came out. They look great. Zach Moss just dominated the touches for Indianapolis. And as long as he is the guy, and there's no Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, there's Trey Sermon there. Okay, great, awesome. You have to start Zach Moss. And it's crazy that in 2023, we're talking about Zach Moss as, as, a, as a starter for fantasy. I know. Everybody was saying that Deion Jackson was going to be the handcuff. And they and the Colts cut Deion Jackson Caught on him. Saturday. Caught him. Yep. Caught him. So there He's you the go. guy. He, he, he is the guy. Uh, Michael Pittman and Josh Downs, double-digit target days. Josh Downs could be definitely a little interesting. Only managed, uh, only rostered in 3.1% of ESPN leagues. And Minshew was fine. Wouldn't be starting him in 12-team leagues, but he was fine. And he got he got the win for, for Indianapolis. Hopefully, Anthony Richardson will be back. Uh, and that's kind of what we've seen with these concussions, that it's usually these guys are out a week and then they're back and, and, and ready to go. I mean, that's kind of what happened with Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers uh, missed last week for the Raiders, and now he's playing uh, tonight versus versus the Steelers. So hopefully we'll see Anthony Richardson back uh, next week when the Colts welcome one Aaron Donald into Lucas Oil. Oh, that's going to be fun. Yeah. And Puka... Puka Nakua going up against these these cult corners. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, um, Lamar Jackson looked great in this game. It was a classic Lamar Jackson day. Just getting it done, getting it done with his legs, doing nothing with his arm, and it's still not being enough. Yeah. Well, I mean, did you see there was a point at the end of the game where? There were like three guys from the Colts on top of him. And he yeah. still got up and ran for the first down. He is unreal. He is impressive when he is able to get outside the pocket and make play make plays with those likes. He 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 really is. Uh we need to have a conversation though about Mark Andrews. It, it just yeah. hasn't been it hasn't been very Mark Andrews like at all. And you could say it's because of now the new receiving talent there is there in Baltimore. Rashad Bateman hurt again. Color be shocked that this is that this has happened. Uh, Odell Beckham didn't play today. Uh, Devin Duvernay got himself a target. Uh, Nelson Aguilar had himself four targets. Zay Flowers really was has just been the dominant guy. Uh, is Mark Andrews maybe just like is he just a George Kittle, Darren Waller kind of tight end? Or is he still in the upper echelon? And and that's a big question that we have to have. Well, you're right. Because, yeah, he really is coming down to earth. And maybe that's just what it was with Andrews is that he was the best receiver on the team. For sure. Now with with, uh, Zay Flowers there, it definitely changes things. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely, definitely a worry for anybody that has Mark Andrews. Yep, absolutely. All right. We're finally into the late window. Three games to talk about. Nice. So, Bears-Chiefs. 
Bears, Chiefs. So, where would you like to start? Holy shit, Justin Fields. You can't start him. Nope. I've tried to be the voice of reason with Justin Fields, and I've tried to say, give it time, give it time, give it time. You can't start him. He, no. You need to find somebody else until Justin Fields is able, is able to figure it out. Because this was bad. This was bad, bad, bad. And it's, it's, he's not even getting his targets involved. I mean, DJ Moore caught a garbage time touchdown. Great. Awesome. Saved his day. But outside of that, he's not doing anything. And there's only yeah. so much that, that, you know, the running ability is going to help you. He's not even doing that. No, he, I mean, has he even scored a rushing touchdown this no. year? No. You, if he can't do it with his legs and he clearly can't do it with his arm, this is a fantasy liability. So I I would definitely be looking on waivers this week for a Brock Purdy, a Matthew Stafford, uh, a Geno Smith, potentially in deeper leagues, a CJ Stroud, a Jameis Winston. Someone that can come in and start for you if you have a Justin Fields problem because you cannot start him. Uh, going forward, especially with a pissed off Denver team going to Soldier Field next week. Yeah, I tell you what, that is going to be a, a tough week of practice for both of these teams, for both the Bears and the Broncos. They, they those are going to be two pissed off, frustrated teams on that field, Soldier Field next weekend. Yep, absolutely. All right, I do want to mention other... one. I do want to mention one one thing. You could not yep. start the Bears running backs right now. Khalil Herbert was out-touched finally by Roshan Johnson. Finally. I think we're seeing the change happen where Roshan Johnson is becoming the guy here. Yeah, but the Bears offense still sucks. It still sucks. That's the problem. What I'd be doing is I'd be if you have Roshan Johnson and you don't have Khalil Herbert, I'd be selling Roshan Johnson to the Khalil Herbert manager ASAP and seeing what you can get for him. Unless it's in like a keeper or a dynasty league, obviously. Yeah. But in redraft, you can get any anything for Roshan Johnson. You do it. All right. Uh Kansas City. Everybody, everybody scores. You got a touchdown, you got a touchdown, you get two touchdowns. Uh crazy stuff. Well, tell us what tell us what's got to see her man score. Yes. Just a real, a real Blank space, isn't it? Oh. In the sea of red. Yeah. 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 I knew you were trouble when you walked in, Adam. All right. I'm out of Taylor Swift puns. That's all I got. Oh, I, I have so I have so I have so much more. I wonder what uh I wonder what our song is gonna look like for Travis Kelsey moving forward. Because man oh man. Welcome back, Travis Kelsey. Scored. Yes, welcome back. Scored, and he could have done. He could have done more if, if Kansas City didn't pull him and Mahomes in the third quarter. And after that, you got to see your dose of Rashi Rice, who led the receivers in in targets. Jarek McKinnon had two touchdowns today. Isaiah Pacheco had a touchdown. Clyde had a touchdown. It just, it just feels like the Chiefs are just kind of. 
you know, they're 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 doing what they got to do. They're beating up on bad teams. They go to the Jets next week. That's going to be another game where it's like looks like Mahomes going to be out by the third quarter. Ugh. And then they Plus go to the Jets trade for Kirk Cousins. If Kirk Cousins is still in Minnesota at Week Five game, oh my lord, we are going to see points. <laughs> Loads of points. Yeah. Um, there really isn't much from this one. No. Could, could yeah. we rip the band-aid off? Sure. Thank so, God. Dallas and yep. Arizona. Fucking awful. Absolutely fucking awful. Everybody stunk. Tony Pollard was fine. A hundred yard day for him. Just didn't get him involved in the receiving game. I don't understand why. This is what he's best at. Get him into space, throw him some balls, and let, and let him fucking run. It's not that fucking hard. CeeDee Lamb did nothing. But again, this is what the Cardinals do. They take away the number one receivers. They do this all the time. And the red zone offense for the Cowboys today was putrid. And I don't know if it comes down to uh, Mike McCarthy not calling the right plays or the offense not executing properly, whatever whatever it may have been. It's just a bad day for the Cowboys. they got to shake it off quick because they have Bill Belichick, that mean, mean, mean man, coming to Dallas next week. And we cannot lose to those idiots. Yeah, well, that last drive did not look great for no. Dallas. No, definitely not. And they struggled in the red zone all game long. As for the Cardinals... I'm going to undermine my uh, my my partner here, Jake Simone. Hollywood is becoming a must-start guy. It's another touchdown for him. He is becoming a wide receiver, a low-end wide receiver too, that you could start and rely on every single week because Josh Dobbs is just looking his way. And he's producing. He, he, he is producing for... For the Cardinals, James Conner, another great day for him. A touchdown, nearly 100 yards. I mean, who would have thought that the Cardinals would be a source of fantasy production? Yet here we are. Yeah, the Cardinals might be playing their way out of contention for Caleb Williams at this point. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. That's like a crazy now. Like a crazy now. But a very good day for the Arizona Cardinals because they showed they showed some life. They showed some life and Dallas just looked absolutely absolutely awful. Yeah, I mean it's kind of it is kind of crazy cuz like I didn't like nobody thought that Josh Dobbs, you know, career backup in Pittsburgh and Tennessee had this level of performance in him once he got you know a shot at the starting job. And like the Cardinals have pieces. It they're yeah. in a weird they're in a weird like purgatory where they have veteran guys like Hollywood Brown. It's weird calling him a veteran, but he is his James Connor and Zach Ertz. Yeah. But they also have a lot of young guys as well. So it was a a great performance by them. It it really was. It really was. It was a clean, great performance. And they made plays when they had to Dallas did not. And the better team won this game. All right. Last one. Are you ready to talk about 
your favorite player. Actually, no, you're not because he didn't. Well, I mean, he had a good game. You know, 361 yards, two touchdowns in relief of in place of Bryce Young. Oh, yeah. It was good. He was good. He was not the reason why the, the why the Carolina Panthers lost this game. And he did what he had to do. He got his two top receiving options involved a ton. Uh, Thielen, 14 targets. Chark, 11 targets. Miles Sanders, though, only nine carries. Granted, this got out of control a little bit, so they, they had to, you know, default to, to the pass game. Did have five catches on nine targets there as well. But if this is the way it's going to be, where the, the Panthers fall behind quick and they're going to have to default to the passing game, this is not good for Miles Sanders. This no, is it's not, not good. good. I'm looking at the pass numbers, Andy Dalton threw the ball eight or 58 times in this yep. game. 58, 58 pass attempts. Yeah. That's not going to happen every single week. It's not. It most no. certainly is not going to happen every, every, every single week. Uh, the good news, though, for anybody who is interested in Adam Thielen, DJ Chark, is that Jonathan Mingo did suffer a concussion in this game. So it looks like he's probably going to be out next week. So this means more opportunities for the likes of Chark and Thielen if we can get Bryce Young uh, back into it, who is out, of course, with a uh, with an ankle injury. Yep. All right. The Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Kenneth Walker. Again. Yeah. But a much better performance from Kenneth Walker. We talked about this last week where he struggled on the ground to the tune of two and a half yards per carry. Much better today. 18 carries, 97 yards, 5.4 yards per carry. Nice. Love that. Two touchdowns. Glorious stuff from from Kenneth Walker. DK Metcalf, welcome back. Six catches for 112 yards. Still still didn't score. Still didn't score. So, you know, all the people that are, you know, like, oh, okay, he only has one touchdown thus far. Don't worry about it. DK Metcalf is going to the Giants next week on Monday night. He's going to score in that game. Yeah, it was uh, Jake Bobo who scored for the Seattle Seahawks. Jake Bobo? <laughs> yeah, he's a, I don't know what position he plays. Yeah, I will see. yeah Jake, Bobo, Jake Bobo did score a touchdown. Wide receiver out yeah. of UCLA. Yeah, he you know, he was a guy that, that I do remember him now. He was a guy that people were talking about in the preseason. That he had a really really good preseason and it made it made his way out onto the roster and and yeah, he did, he, caught, he caught a touchdown though. I I get I didn't see it cuz we were probably recording when he caught it. Well, I'm just looking at the box score. So oh, so yeah, I, did, uh, I didn't see that. I did not see yeah. it. I'm just I'm looking at my notes. So I did, I did not I did not see that. I'm a, I'm a real professional. I, I I watch the games, I take notes. Well, it's nice to always get a refresher now and then. Um, yeah, I did not. I did not see. I did not see that Jake Bobo uh, did score. I did not see that. So, one question from this one also: mm-hmm. If you're a J, if you're a manager that has JSN, how worried are you? I'm definitely concerned, but. You not you you weren't starting him. He's just a bench guy. You're just waiting for the breakout to happen. It's gonna happen. Well, you're expecting some level of production, I feel like. Yes and no, because there's still Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf there. He's still very clearly number three on the receiver pecking order. 
And that's not going to change unless there's an injury that keeps DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett out. I'm not dropping Jackson Smith and Jacob. That's what you're asking me. I'm not dropping him, but am I starting him? No. I mean, are you trading him? I think or- it's a good buy low, and he should not cost. He should not cost you know managers much. But the only situation where I could see anybody trading for Jackson Smith and Jigba is if they're three and out. Just like, here's a guy that might be good later in the season. Right. Take a shot on him. Take a shot on him. Have him be your lottery ticket. Yeah. I mean, you might see, you might see him on waivers. If somebody is getting impatient with him. Listen, there was a, there's a league that I'm in where I saw Deontay Johnson and Jonathan Taylor on waivers. I, <laughs> I think you talked about that. Did you talk about that last week, or maybe no, I saw that? I, on I, I only saw it last night. Oh, because I, I think I saw it. somebody on Reddit say something like that, uh, where they saw Deontay Johnson on waivers, which oh, is hilarious. That's him hilarious. Picked him up, stashed him on, on IR. Thank you very much. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor too. I mean, come on, really? I tried to get him, but first priority got him. IR slots are there for a reason. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, that's it for this one. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes wherever you get your podcasts. For my co-host at Birdsaw, I'm Adam Caster. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.